Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Rescuers in Morocco, they're still scrambling to try and reach people trapped there under the rubble. Of course, Friday's earthquake, um, 2,400 people already confirmed dead from that. I mean, it's just incredible when you look at the, the footage of it. Russell is with us in Marrakesh today. Russell, where were you um, when it happened on Friday? I was fast asleep in my home here in one of the suburbs of the city. Can you describe what you felt? Oh, uh, terrifying. Uh, We were in a deep sleep. Both my wife and I were fast asleep. We had a busy day. And uh, suddenly we heard this, well, I heard this rumbling and it got louder and louder. Uh, And what was a split second just seemed like eternity. Um, Suddenly the the rumbling was... uh, joined by the sound of glass smashing as picture frames fell off, shook off the walls. Uh, Ornaments and glassware in the kitchen uh, collapsed and fell uh, and ornaments spread all over the place. Uh, So you had the smashing of glass on the tiled floor walls, uh, floors that we have here in in the house. Um, I jumped out of bed uh, and the, the floor was literally moving. It was, I suppose it was like being on a surfboard. The waves were coming through the concrete floor. And I shouted at Roberta, my wife, and I, I said, look, I think this is an earthquake. Quick, let's get out. And we raced out our front door down the steps into the street where we joined uh, all our neighbours, all gathering in the open air in the, in the street. And it, it did enter your mind, Russell, at the time that it was an earthquake. You didn't... No, it wasn't immediate. It was something that you just had never experienced before. Uh, but you're, so your mind's racing. And, but it took, I'd say, a very long five to ten seconds. Suddenly, the only explanation was, this is an earthquake. We need to get out. Um, I, I tell you what, the next time I, I will be uh, out, I'd say, in half the time, because once experienced, I'll never forget that a terrifying experience of yeah. everything moving and nothing secure, and uh, but it did take quite a while for it to sink in. And uh, um, yeah, that was it. <laughs> if you haven't experienced it, I, I don't know that you would immediately think, "Oh, this—that's what it is." Yeah. It took it took quite a while to realize that's what it was. It it nearly, you know, not that I know what it feels like to be anywhere where there's a, a bomb exploded. But from what you've described, Russell, you know, the the picture you've painted for us today, and you've you've described it so well, like the what is happening and you know, the sound and the noise, and I, I'm sure the fear that there must have been for you and your wife and everybody when you went out onto the street. Yeah, without any doubt, when we got into the street and some of our, we, we ended up with spending a night consoling neighbours, neighbours, older neighbours, some in a, uh, frail and infirm and who maybe had experienced this, uh, what was it, 50 years ago when Agadir collapsed in an earthquake. But uh, people were then thinking about their family, their friends, their neighbor, the other neighbours. Um, and, and so there was this uncertainty, okay, we're okay, but who's not okay? And that sense of, by that time it was coming through that we were talking about a, a massive earthquake. Mm. Six, it was on the, uh, the uh, lines that it was a 6.8 and it was centred somewhere between Marrakesh and the coast. 
Uh, and so everybody's thinking of their family because everyone here, all Moroccans are all connected with families up in the mountains, with villages here, there and everywhere. Okay. And so everybody knows somebody and everybody was concerned. How do we find out how they are, where they are, what they're doing? So th- there was despair. There was there was wailing. I mean, Moroccans are quite expressive at the best of times. And uh, there really was wailing from some individuals who it just couldn't handle the... Uh, the fear that was going on inside. What What's the damage, Russell, you know, even to your, your own house and areas, um, any of the, you know, the buildings or homes around where, where you're living in, in the part of Marrakesh where you are? Relatively at minimal. We, um, we have cracks, uh, but it's, I think it's cracks in the plaster work and the sort of uh, uh, external features of the building. I've tiles fallen off, I've cladding fallen off. Uh, the flat roofs, the flat tile roofs that are typical of a Moroccan build. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I noticed that there are a number of cracks in the roof that will need fixed before we get the, the winter rains and things or else we'll get water coming in. So can but you stay com- in your house at the minute? Uh, yes, we you can. can. Uh, ours is a fairly new build. It's only uh, about 15 years old. So it's built uh, fairly robustly in comparison with many of the of the buildings in the city. I have to tell you, in the Medina, the old city, uh, there are thousands of people having still even tonight sleeping outside because their homes are either they're either too frightened to sleep in their homes or their homes are uh, suspect to uh, structural damage. Uh, plus, in the Medina, they, think of the homes in the Medina. They are all very concentrated, very uh, dense uh, buildings. If you have an elderly person on a Zimmer or a wheelchair, it's it's a long push to get through all the little the uh, alleyways, etc., okay, to get yeah. into an open space. So there are literally, we t- took a drive around last night, and there are literally thousands of people camped out. They've put up makeshift tents with sheets and blankets, their pillows, their bottles of water, their little gas stoves and, and charcoal burners. And there are basically still thousands, even oh, in Marrakesh, which hasn't been hit anywhere near as bad as the mountain villages. Yeah. But there well, are thousands who are still living in fear and uh, living outside. Absolutely, yeah. I can see that in the footage, you know, even from um, on, on, on TV, even as I'm talking to you here in the background and shots of what happened and over the weekend and like even the rescue effort to, to try and help people, is, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. Ash is with us as well, Russell, because Ash, you're, I know you're back home now, you're, you're in Cork, but um, where were you on Friday when it happened? Uh, hello, uh, yes. So on Friday, we were dining outside um, with my colleagues from work. Um, thank God, we were in the garden. And so we weren't inside the buildings. Like only few people actually went back to their rooms after the dinner. But we stayed for like in a more desserts and chats. You know, um, it was after 11 when it happened. And so, yeah, we were dining outside. What did you do when it happened? What did you? What could you feel? Uh, oh my God, that was um, I was shocking because um, it was unexpected and like you normally don't experience this. So uh, all the music uh, went off, the light gone, completely darkness and complete darkness, and then you st- we started to feel like shaking of the ground. Uh, it's very hard to um, explain. It lasted uh, a while. For me, it, the, you, you, 
you'd probably thought that it was like taking forever, you know? Yeah. And maybe it was like half minute or maybe one minute. And, but I felt like it was too long. It was so scary. Especially that darkness. Yeah. It's the uh, weird silence and scream. Because that's how people reacted as well. Uh, with my colleagues that we were at the same table, we just said, stand up and just hold the hands because you don't know um, what's going to happen. So we were all holding our hands in a circle. And so we were together and we could feel like, you know, this ground rolling, shaking, like um, it, it's very hard to explain this, you know. But nearly forming a, a human chain, Asha, with your friends. In a circle, uh, yes. yeah. And yeah. where, when, like, how did you get out of that area or where did you go? Oh, we had to stay outside. Uh, we were strongly recommended not to go back to our apartment because 23 minutes later, there was an aftershock. And then the locals were reporting to us. So the people that were working in that hotel uh, themselves, they were terrified. As well. Uh, so, for example, the waiter that was all the time at our uh, table, uh, he came to us later and he said he's uh, 22 and he never experienced or never heard even from parents mm. about situation like this. And we were also in this darkness for way too long. We had only candle at each table and we had still our phones. And... But we are trying to understand what's happening. You see, Wi-Fi wasn't working. I had somehow... Um, I still had the uh, the connection with internet because I wasn't on Wi-Fi um, myself. So I was kind of trying to read it, read what's happening. Um, we knew it's like earthquake, but like where, uh, where is it? How close? What is happening? Took took uh, over an hour to kind of find some information. Um, and, you know, we, we didn't know what to do, but like they said, stay outdoors and that's what we did and for hours we didn't go back to apartments to um, take our pillows and blankets and things like that and the hotel we were staying in is like luxury five star and we were very lucky because they had a lot of um, uh, you know these mattresses for the (laughs) uh, for sunbathing and all so we we just used them as well and I didn't sleep myself with my colleagues I just could not relax I'm sure you couldn't you're Um, you're home now Asha you got home yes but all the flights were delayed and when we actually were starting in Marrakesh that was another aftershock so we were in that plane for way too long and we didn't know why but we had to wait to see when they can start and hence the delay and everybody had another plane after that so we were like almost missing it that was very stressful but the worst thing I think was should we actually mention anything to our family's uh, message so I don't know I borrow a phone of someone that has the connection to internet or their phone is working or say nothing because we knew on Saturday morning our families will watch yeah, and they'll wake up and hear and, and, and see what what happened. And of course, you'll, you'll want to get in touch with them. Well, look, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're, you're back home and you're all right, Asha. And Russell, we're thinking of you and your wife and your family there um, as well in, in Marrakesh. Um, and look, this is going to continue on for uh, weeks yet to come. Look, we'll, we'll 
probably return back and, and chat to people there again because, um, I mean, the photographs are just huge level of devastation. There's no question about it. Russell and Asha, listen, thank you for, for getting in touch and sharing your experience with us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.